This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, and this is the Ageless and Awesome podcast. I'm an age-defying naturopath and clinical nutritionist, and I'm here to bust myths around women's health and aging so that you can be ageless and awesome in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. The Ageless and Awesome podcast is dedicated to helping women through perimenopause and menopause with great health, a positive mindset, and outrageous confidence. Hit subscribe or follow now, and let's get started. Hello, gorgeous one, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast. This is number three in my weight loss series, and wow, now is just the best time to go on a weight loss journey. September, October is where I'm enrolling at the moment for the GLOW protocol and metabolic balance. So if you are interested in working with me, I highly recommend going on my website, suzygarden.com and book in your pre-screening call. This is a no obligation chat just to see if working with me is right for you and if the program is right for you. Uh, otherwise, you can uh, message me on Instagram at Wellness or through the podcast itself if you're on Spotify. So yeah, just thought I'd get that little PSA out of the way because my books are filling up fast, uh, which is kind of uh, a great segue because I want to talk about fasting today. <laughs> that was a little uh, unplanned, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, I want to talk about fasting, fasting types of diets, and particularly in women over 40, because we are, as I've mentioned before, and some of my guests have even mentioned before, we are a little bit of an underserviced uh, community when it comes to research. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and the different types of fasting um, diet, let's call them diets, because generally people don't do them for super long term. I've heard of one or two people doing them for the long term. 
which is really important when you're talking about weight loss and healthy weight management is that whatever program you decide, if, if you are someone that does need a program, um, that needs to be something that is sustainable and that can fit into your life seamlessly. So for some people, some of these fasting um, regimes may fit who knows, but I'm going to go through them right now. So the, the main types that people are referring to when we're talking about fasting diet, diets are the five and two. So five and two is when you are eating pretty much normally for five days of the week. And for two days of the week, it's highly restricted calories. So 500 calories a day, which is Oh my gosh, so little food. I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> I have not tried it. So I don't know. I'd be interested to hear from people that have done it. I love my food. So I just cannot even imagine doing 500 calories a day. I struggled when I was doing 1200 calories a day for a week as part of a gym challenge. So I can't even imagine 500. Okay, so that's type number one. Uh, there's an, The other one you would have heard of would be intermittent fasting, which is 16-8 generally. So 16 hours of fasting, eight hours of eating during the day. Some people do uh, this as a 14-10, so 14 hours of fasting and 10 hours of an eating window. Um, And another type of fasting that tends to have a little bit of research associated with it is Um, I don't know if it has a name, but it's severely restricting calories for five days a month only. Okay, so let's talk about these fasting diets. And I'm specifically talking about these, the use of these in women over 40. And I'm sure you're not going to be surprised to hear that the research is pretty limited. So even just the research generally in these types of fasting um, regimes, if you want to call it that, is limited just generally overall, but particularly in our cohort of women over 40. Now, the good news about the fasting diets is that they are pretty good at reducing things like your cholesterol. So your your bad cholesterol, your LDL cholesterol, your uh, total cholesterol, your triglycerides. So that's really important. Um, It also is good for managing your blood glucose level. Uh, your fasting insulin, your insulin resistance. We can see that it improves insulin resistance, which is really important. And also um, blood pressure can be good for reducing blood pressure. So that's pretty cool as well. Um, The research that I looked at, and so I looked at a few meta-analyses. So meta-analyses is when the researchers look at a whole bunch of trials and group them together. And it's a really good way to look at a whole bunch of different data across these different types of fasting diets. And without getting into a lot of the boring detail, (laughs) uh, the overall uh, conclusion was that of all of those fasting diets that I mentioned, the five and two So that's eating normally for five days a week and having the 500 calorie days for two days a week was was the one 
that kind of gave the best weight loss. So this is just looking at weight loss, weight loss result. And I thought, okay, that's cool. But then when I looked at the actual numbers, I was actually really surprised. So overall, it was a 5% reduction in body weight, 5% reduction in overweight or obese people. So this, they grouped the data for men and women was together. I wasn't able to pull that apart in the studies that I looked at. And that's a bit of a problem because I know, I mean, it's well known in weight loss that men will lose weight way more easily than women in general. And I have found that myself when I've worked with men in my programs, I just do metabolic balance for men. I do the GLOW protocol for women and men will undoubtedly lose weight way more quickly than women. Uh, And a lot of that has to do with uh, hormones, of course, but to have only a 5% weight loss, I was really surprised because I see way better weight loss results in 12 weeks using my methods than this. And the thing is the weight plateaued after six months. So it could, it could take up to six months to see a 5% reduction. And this was in people that were already overweight or obese. So if you were a hundred kilos doing this for up to six months, you might lose five kilos. Now that's the average. Of course, you have to, some people will lose more, some people will lose less. In fact, one of the, the meta-analyses results was they said there was a between 1% and 8% of body weight reduction. I'd be pretty peed off, to be honest, if I've done this fasting and I've lost 1% of my body weight. So if you weigh hundred kilos, you would lose one kilo. Oh my gosh. I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. Um, Anyway, I found that interesting. Um, So what was really interesting, though, when they then looked at these fasting regimes over just your standard calorie restrictions, there was, when we're looking at weight loss, there was... No difference, (laughs) no difference between doing a fasting diet and calorie restriction. There was nothing magical about this intermittent fasting or the fasting diets. And if you're interested in what I think about calorie restriction, if you didn't look at, uh, I think it was last week's episode on the five weight loss mistakes I see women over 40 making, just get into that. It's the first mistake I think that I describe as what I think about calorie restriction. And it wasn't just weight loss that they saw no difference between the fasting regimes and calorie restriction generally. Um, It made no difference in the cardiometabolic markers or the inflammatory markers. And a lot of those were those markers that I just read out before, listed out before. So I found that really interesting as well. There was nothing magical about the um, fasting I was actually a little surprised because the fasting has been given so much, I guess, currency, so much um, publicity. I thought there may have been something in it, but certainly at the moment, according to the research, it's, it's not there. It's not there. So, and the other thing, actually, I didn't mention in these, uh, in the conclusions, I guess, from these studies is that the quality of the food still mattered. 
it still mattered. So you couldn't just eat junk food in your eating window in these fasting diets. You couldn't just go the calorie, count the calories and go, well, I'm going to have whatever, um, sugar and fat to make up my calories. No, you, uh, it, the quality of the food still mattered and having that whole food diet was way, way better. Even in those fasting diets, there's nothing magical about the fasting. Um, so the other question I had when I was looking at these studies is, does fasting impact hormone levels? Does fasting impact hormone levels? And I will tell you after this short break. So I've just got to get a drink of water. How would you like to have increased energy, balanced hormones, glowing skin, and your ideal weight in just three months? Sounds awesome, right? Imagine having your very own hormone balancing and weight loss strategy totally personalized to you based on your body biochemistry to release excess weight, say goodbye to pesky meriperi menopause symptoms, and decrease inflammation in your body which of course leads to decreased inflammaging. That's right, ladies, there are age-defying benefits as well. Oh, and of course, you have me at your fingertips for expert support so you never feel stuck or confused. I love supporting women on their weight loss journeys and I've packaged up the award-winning Metabolic Balance Program with my signature hormone management system, giving you the GLOW Protocol. This 12-week one-to-one coaching program is you and me, nailing down your health and weight loss goals, creating your personalized plan using your blood tests, a thorough health assessment, and your food preferences. And then we get started with me supporting you every step of the way. Even if you've tried everything, even if you have resistant weight and complex medical conditions, the power of personalized nutrition, mindset coaching, and my support is transformational and gets results. And I'm not even exaggerating, even if I do say myself. So if you're ready to embrace feeling like your younger self again, lose excess weight, manage health conditions, and regain your confidence, you can just DM me at Susie Garden Wellness or email me hello at susiegarden.com and I'll pop a link in the show notes. All right, so um, let's get into my next question. Does the fasting impact hormone levels? Well, the short answer is no. Um, So there have been some small studies done in both perimenopausal and postmenopausal women, and they showed no difference in estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, any of the hormone levels that they checked. There was no difference or no advantage in following these uh, fasting kind of regimes versus um, calorie control, calorie control. So I found that interesting as well. There is no magic here. (laughs) There is no magic here. Um, uh, some people actually should avoid these fasting regimes as well. So, I mean, obviously people that have blood sugar issues, people with diabetes that it's not well controlled, um, 
definitely should avoid. Even if they are well controlled, you could really monitor those blood sugar levels very, very closely to make sure they remain well controlled in those fasting periods. Um, and certainly they would not be recommending the fasting in the five and two situation. Uh, potentially you could get away with it with a 1410, maybe, but I'm certainly not advocating that. This is not medical advice or health advice. Um, Also women with Crohn's disease. So Crohn's disease is an inflammatory bowel disease. It's not IBS. It's a very specific bowel disease. And they were shown that women with Crohn's disease should not do these intermittent fasting uh, regimes. People that have a history of disordered eating, it was recommended that they do not uh, take on these fasting regimes. And I think specifically probably the ones where you're really counting the calories, I think would not be ideal. I even, when I'm talking to women, that's why I pre-screen everybody that I take through my program. I always have, if I have anyone that, that uh, indicates that they've had a history of disordered eating or eating disorders, we have a big discussion about that and how that might play out when changing um, foods. Uh, to personalized nutrition can work really well, but yeah, the mindset has to be in the right place. Um, another group of people that it was recommended that they avoid intermittent, oh, sorry, not, uh, so the fasting diets, um, was if they needed to take medication with their food, because that would obviously throw off either the medication schedule, because if you have medication that does need to be taken with food, and there are certain supplements that also need to be taken with food, it's actually really important that it happens uh, because it can help with absorption and it can also help with side effects. So what is the bottom line? What is the bottom line when it comes to fasting? Um, I have to say personally in practice, I've had a number of clients that have come to me to do my program after they've done different types of fasting, whether it's uh, the five and two or intermittent fasting, mainly a 16-8. I'm yet to find someone that's losing weight consistently over a period of time and can maintain it uh, and not plateau. And also just from a lifestyle point of view can maintain it. I'm yet to find someone, male or female. Um, But the bottom line out of all of this um, data, which again is still limited, is they felt that a 12-12 if you wanted to try fasting, a 12-12 schedule. So, and they recommended eating between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. And the main advantage that was seen with this is it would avoid the bedtime snacks. And the bedtime snacks are a real thing uh, in terms of eating. Generally, people who are doing a bedtime snack or having dessert after dinner, it's going to be sugary or it's going to be chips and nuts and things like that. And generally... They're not ideal. <laughs> They're not ideal before bed, uh, and yeah. So that was the main reason that they suggested in uh, a number of the things that I read, the studies that I read, was that a twelve twelve window would be probably, you know, a better idea. And but also, you must eat healthy foods in the eating window for weight management, and for lowering inflammation, and for managing your blood glucose, and lowering your cholesterol, and all of those things. And this can be, this 12-12 even can be problematic if you have an active social life because it really prevents going out for dinner. Um, so after looking at this, to me, personalized nutrition, hands down, is a winner. It's a major advantage in that it's not just about um, counting calories. In fact, we don't count calories at all. 
in the programs that I run. Um, We have personalized nutrition, which is all about balancing hormones. It's about optimizing sleep. It's about managing stress. It's a holistic approach, not just about the food. So I would love to hear your thoughts, your experiences. If you have done fasting types of um, regimes for weight loss specifically, and you're over 40, I would love to hear from you. If you've had success in this, if you've lost more than 8% of your body weight, um, if you've been able to maintain that, if you've, uh, made continue to lose weight after six months of doing this, I'd be really interested to hear from you. Uh, so please feel free to message me at Susie garden wellness, or you can email me, um, hello at susiegarden.com. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this has been enjoyable for you. If you do have um, questions for my Q&A Thursday podcast, because of course I'll be back on Thursday, or if you have um, topics that you would love me to cover on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. So please reach out. Enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy your week. And I will be back on Thursday. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Ageless and Awesome podcast. If you liked today's episode, please make sure you click the little plus button if you're on Apple Podcasts or the follow button if you're on Spotify so that you can get each new episode delivered to you every single week. If you like free stuff and who doesn't, then head over to suzygarden.com and grab my eight essential age-defying secrets every woman over 40 should know right now. Or if you'd like to continue the discussion, head over to Instagram and DM me at Wellness. I'd love to connect with you.